Welcome to Office 365 Distilled. The show where Steve and Madame distill Office 365. Well, good evening, Moraine. Howdy, sir. Welcome to number 13. Ooh, will um, that be an unlucky episode? And look, not with the whiskey we've got to taste today. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I have one word for you today. You know what that word is? Enormously chewable. Those are actually two words. Okay, and I am talking about the whiskey. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Before people are starting to ask like, ooh, is this the wrong podcast? <laughs> no, no, nope. they'll go, no, it's nope. Stephen Moraine. It's the right one. Yeah. It's the right one. Uh, and uh, this is the last time we're going to be together for a little while because you've got some traveling to do. I know we covered it last time, but you started yeah. the weekend in Wiesbaden. Uh, yeah, so next week, Monday, I'm traveling to Wiesbaden for the Collaboration Summit. And from there, I'm flying on Friday to London. I'm coming back on Sunday. And then I've got a week of work. And then I'm actually going to Scotland. Oh, boring. Oh, Scotland. Oh, that's yes. going to be interesting. Yes, they will do a lot of whiskey drinking there. Have you decided which distilleries you're going to? Yet? All of them. No, All no. of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. A few days uh, in the uh, Isla uh, Island, uh, and then a few days uh, around Edinburgh, and then uh, yeah, we'll we'll figure. I can't believe you haven't picked the distilleries out yet. Now we definitely are gonna do everything in Isla. Uh, so you've got. Actually, all the the ones that I really like, they're all based You're going in to Charlotte. Island. Yes, so we've got the Brookladi, we've got the Lagavulin, we've got the the one that we that we did last time is there. Um, so there are uh, Artbeek is there as well. So you've got a number of really good yeah. ones, and there's there are uh, like four of them are really close to each other, like walking distance. You need to because you get yes. tasting on every one. <laughs> so that that's gonna be interesting. That is gonna be interesting. Neat. So, I'm yeah. feeling slightly envious. The only thing that would be better if I was in Ireland doing that, mm-hmm. and, where you uh, could get the Kilbegan Rye. <gasps> That Kilbegan Rye. <laughs> Anybody that knows John Cashman, I follow John Cashman on Twitter. I've met the guy a few years ago. I need John to send me a sample of Kilbegan Rye. Actually, I must ask yeah. him. That's what I should do is I should just say, hey, just John, ask. let's get a sample yeah. over. Mm-hmm. I really, really want to taste that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I found a couple of great whiskey shops, actually, over in Europe. I went to, I told you where I was and I forgot, just to the side of the border in Holland. In Hulst. No, uh, no, it's Slat. Slat, yeah, that's yeah. right. You were in Slat. Yes, great uh, Sunday afternoon and found this amazing whiskey store and I had the good lady with me and so I sort of was in reserve really. And uh, <laughs> yeah, but they had lots and lots of choice so I will go mm. back there at some point. But no Kilbegan rye. Oh. But they did have the Woodford Reserve rye. Oh. And I remember tasting yeah, that when we was yeah, in yeah, Barcelona. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, that was cool. Well, nice. we're uh, five minutes in and we've only <laughs> we talked about done whiskey. jack shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. I had, uh, I also, we had a sniff earlier, didn't we, of uh, an Irish that I picked up, the Writer's Tears. Yeah. Maybe we're we'll definitely going to cover that. that one of the next episode because yeah. that just smelled beautiful so that was the whiskey now what else do we talk about on this podcast i can't remember oh there's travel this thing, um, uh, um, whiskey um, uh, is that word is that excel is it oh, outlook yeah, no it's office 365 oh 
yeah. And of course, as we're sitting here in Belgium, everybody else we know is in Vegas. I know. It's been crazy to see how many people on Twitter are like, yeah, I'm on, a, I'm on a flight right now going to Vegas and blah, blah, blah. And, yeah. and we're here. We decided to do... <laughs> yeah, Orlando. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do Ignite uh, later this year. Yeah, yeah I think definitely. so. I, I, Every time I get to Ignite, I think, nope, this is the right choice. This is the right place to be. Yeah. Yeah. And then every time Vegas comes out, I go, Ooh, sure. But if if I have to be honest, if I get a nice customer, uh, end of the year, beginning of next year, who is treating me very well, I will definitely go to Vegas. Or if they accept one of my speech uh, submissions, then I'll definitely go as well. Definitely go. Oh yeah, yeah. New York. We wish you a happy, happy time. Even though that you've missed out on the best European speakers and turned us <laughs> down. No hard feelings. None at all. None actually, at all. <laughs> actually, no. I would give. Uh, I was going to give him uh, a big hands up. The, the New York boys got emails saying what they were doing. Got emails to yeah. say all in a nice, timely manner. Yes. Uh, they really yes. were uh, on the board. And, yeah, uh, we Tom Daly, you're doing yeah. a really good job there. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You yeah. notice we're calling out all the people we know have got lots of Twitter people, so that we just get a bigger audience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sneaky. All right, go on then. Ask me an Office three six five question. Well, um, so we've got the big thing in Vegas going on where there probably will be lots of really cool new announcements. And one of the things that I'm buggered with is, okay, how do we communicate all those changes to our end users? That's a good question. Do you have an answer? Oh, no, no, you was asking me, wasn't you? Yeah. That's actually an interesting question point because on friday i had a meeting with a client where we were talking uh with microsoft about a service they run every month where they bring a technician on site Mm -hmm. and they they give you like all the latest updates so yeah but that's for your technical team that's for your sharepoint team agreed but that team is also responsible for working out what updates go out when and everything else because i mean microsoft Mm -hmm. changed last year the cadence for for example the desktop stuff Mm-hmm. So the desktop mm-hmm. stuff is now every six months by default instead of every month, unless you sign up for the fast track service. And then yeah, so you got the insider uh, thing as well. Yeah. So I, I, you just showed me the new uh, Office uh, search bar yep. that is now coming out as well. So yeah, and that's because I'm on the monthly sl- monthly sl- I'm on the monthly ring. So the slow yeah. ring. I was trying yeah. to say monthly and slow at the same time <laughs> slum- and failed. Slum- and that's even before we taste this. All right, don't tell them yet, but in, even before we taste this Talisker whiskey, a mm-hmm. bit of advance yeah. warning yeah. there. All right, but so just not, if you want not, to be surprised, you can now just ignore that. It's not just any Talisker. It's not, no, wow. no. It has even got a slight, uh, oh, I'm not even going to go there. We're looking forward to that. Anyway, <laughs> Wait, yes, sorry. So I'm on a minutes. slow ring, consequently, yes. yep. uh, nice and reliable monthly updates, a bit like the old monthly updates, not the fast ring, because I got bitten by that, if you remember, last year. Yep. So the slow ring, and yes, I turned on the the search bar, and there is, and I have to say, it's very impressive. Yeah, brilliant. That's cool. The only concern I have about it is if you're searching for something in PowerPoint, you do get other documents up as well, and you get sites referenced and things. So, oh, so if I'm looking in PowerPoint, it also gives me Word documents and Excel documents. And yeah, stuff yeah, like that. it's like a kind of search through. Kind of SharePoint. makes sense, actually. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Yeah. You don't know what you want, do you? So they're yeah. not going to sort of say. I'm looking for information to put in my PowerPoint, and therefore, 
that might be in a Word document or an Excel document or whatever. And it does that clever thing where uh, you're if you've got a PowerPoint presentation, you want to steal some slides. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. You have an option to pull some of the slides into the presentation you're on now without having to open up the the PowerPoint presentation. Oh, that is clever. Mm. Yeah. They're getting that too clever, really, aren't they? Huh. But that was yeah. what the meeting Friday was about in many ways. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. You know, we're sitting there saying, uh, hey, they've got a cadence where every six months we get updates, we get the regular updates, the updates that we see. We have the uh, tactical tools, yes. SEAL Team 6. I love that. Every time I've seen that title go out, this uh, <laughs> this first two weeks has made me smile. Um, but, of course, they have a, a fairly big interest in, in this kind of stuff. And so mm. for this particular client, um, I got a lot of time at the moment trying to organize all of those. The the numbers that they're talking about are huge. So they need to think in, about the categories for those. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, is the mock team. So the adopt, they're focused on adoption at the moment. But, of course, mm-hmm. there's also the ongoing changes. Yeah. Um, and any organization now has got to be agile just to be able to survive in terms of how quickly they can change. And everybody at the moment is talking about adoption for some reason. We've only had Office 365 around since 2008 or something. Yeah, something and, like that. And we've only just got to start talking about adoption. Well, that's not true, of course. And it's it's pretty weird because we don't talk about adoption for Word and Excel and PowerPoint. No, not at all. And my daughter, who got mentioned in the last podcast, about to get to mention in this one, is looking at a job in, a, in an office at the moment for the summer. Mm-hmm. And they actually asked her those questions. So they actually asked about the languages and all that kind of stuff, but then they also said a new competent and you know PowerPoint and you know Word and everything else. So of course, she's in this house and in this house, everybody has to be, yeah, <laughs> Office three six five or or Office. They have to be certified. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yesterday we were, I was working on something. She was working with one of her school colleagues, and uh, she got a file in Google. Right. Is it Google Right? Google Drive? Drive. Or, no, that's no, where it's stored. The, 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 the Word, the uh, word version. No idea. No idea either. But anyway, so she had to sit there and try and work out how to get to that and get it printed off. And I'm sitting there going, do these people not get their free version of student version of Word and load it down? Yeah. Do you think they hate it? Do you think it's conspiracy theory? Don't get Microsoft stuff because they're always copying it's everything you do. Probably the IT guy who doesn't know how to do it, or he doesn't know that education gets free licenses. Maybe. But do they? Can they not just register themselves? Can they not say I'm a student and send some proof of age and get a copy? I don't know the answer to that. I maybe still, somebody can tell us that's into education on this stuff. Yeah, so. I still think that you have to, as a school, get a tenant and register all the. Uh, People that need to have a, a, a an account, I and, guess, I, and, and just I guess. counter it because I don't know. But I think you can yeah. go to a store and buy a version of Office for ten dollars or something if you're a student. That as well. But yeah. either way, but uh, all the education uh, centers get free licenses. But it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Our position is well, it's Microsoft. That's Word. It's presentation, PowerPoint. Yeah, and yet you assume everybody's the same, and yet. But because you are trained uh, to become a professional, to do a professional job in a professional company. Thank you. You say so sweetest things about me. No, no, no. But if if I go to a school, I mean, I want to get trained to do a proper job at a proper company later on. And maybe it's because I'm I'm an Office 365 consultant. Maybe it's that. But I don't know any companies that do Google stuff as their main no. office products 
And we've talked about how old I am. And I remember Google Mail coming out. I was one of the first people to actually get an email account. I don't have numbers after my Google email name. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> Me neither. I was actually able to get my full first dot last name in. Yeah, yeah. Got that as well. Oh, pretty cool. There All right. You go. So, but we were still talking about um, change for the end users. Yes, we were. Um, so, uh, yes, that's right. The the adoption and change. So, yeah, the, there's a, a big lead up into basically moving into the cloud. But then there's that ongoing change. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, when does it stop being special? So, the change now is special in that they're getting their email on Lotus Notes or whatever other system it is. Mm-hmm. Then they get moved across. Mm-hmm. Does an organization ever stop needing to do change management? Like, good question. Yeah, you you just your system upgrades, my system upgrades. Maybe that's because we're professional. But my girls have got it both on their laptops, and sure, they're yeah. in this house, which basically means they get the latest. Yeah. So they never kind of have to deal with it. Let let me let me maybe ask another question. So you now have that uh, new search bar on top of your uh, Word, Excel, PowerPoint, and such. Is that something that you will communicate to all your end users? Funny enough, I have a meeting tomorrow that I have to do a, bit, a workshop tomorrow mm-hmm. um, on uh, migration and one or two other bits and bobs. Mm-hmm. And I will probably say, "Hey, do you want to actually see what you've got in there? Because this is, you know, and I may well do a bit of a wow." Thing. Yeah, okay, okay. But well, let's say um, you've got a company of 2,000 uh, people and you just uh, you migrated everyone uh, from Lotus Notes to uh, the Office client a year ago, let's say, or six months ago. So now this new change is coming out that they all get that search bar in their Office client. Is that something you would um, send everyone an email around or is that something that you will talk about or have a special seat somewhere or create a video is that some is that a change that you that you would communicate yes okay <laughs> i'll tell you how and why shall i no yeah sure <laughs> please do please elaborate yes <laughs> yes please elaborate um so the the plan whenever i do any of this with anybody is with any organization obviously you get them online you get them in the house you do that kind of stuff the changes are not as small as they used to be like that search bar is a, a fairly big change i would have a number of people on early release maybe even have some of the testing team and the it team on pre-release mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. on the fast track necessarily unless they're a developer and they mm-hmm. need to sort of do some of the development stuff um, but certainly on the slow ring monthly yeah. to be able to go through a number of test scripts. So Absolutely, every yeah. month they will yeah. go through all and the see. macros yeah. and all the whatever. And then as they go through that, identify those kinds of changes and updates. My mm-hmm. product owners, agile organization, my product owners in their area of expertise will uh, go through the roadmap mm-hmm. and they will mm-hmm. go, hey, this is my product that we need to be aware of and where we're going. And yes, uh, as part of the service to the organization, I think a newsletter or a place where they can get the latest updates or that part would just of the be a, internet. a monthly newsletter. It's a or story, something like that. It's a story, you know. Yeah. Um, in an agile organization, in a in, in a modern organization, they're doing all kinds of stuff to bring down, to increase transparency, to actually mm-hmm, bring down mm-hmm. the barriers between. One of the things that that people are doing is recording stuff on their phones and posting it on their intranet. 
Sure. Uh, good stuff. You know, meetings, decisions taken, that kind of stuff. So why wouldn't, you know, uh, hey, look, I'm testing uh, the new version of Word and there's a search bar released. What's coming soon to a desktop near you? Yeah. Okay. So you would just say this is coming. It's not like you would create a lengthy blog post news article about this is the new thing and this is what you can do this is what you can't do you could yeah agile is is people over documentation but maybe what i'm thinking about is is this a change that you would have everyone kind of like check a box to to mark that they've actually seen it Something like that. Oh, Is that a saying. change like that? No, I think that uh, most of the time you just tell people it's there and they decide whether or not they want to get Do, yeah. deeper, more involved. Maybe I'll put a URL to the Microsoft technical page or something. Yeah. I honestly don't know. I guess it really depends on the organization. Yeah. Absolutely. If, that is a good point. If the mock team has had a problem doing the initial work or, you know, the floor walkers had to be double booked because they just needed their week after next, the help desks were flooded because, you know, the, oh, maybe we need a new metric, the dumbness level of your organization. The dumbness the level. The dumbness level let's between call one it, and Let's ten. call it digital illiteracy. <laughs> Instead of just dumbness level. Digital illiteracy, yeah, Ooh. no. Be positive. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The uh, the literal level of dumbness in the organization. <laughs> no, I know, but you, you get anyway, a feel for it, don't yeah, you? Yeah. The number of help desk calls and that kind of stuff, whether mm-hmm. they start to drop off. And if there is a major change or a major view, again, monitor the help desk calls. If you're starting to get lots of questions, then you're gauging, you're measuring how much news you need to put into that organization. Yeah. The other thing is, it will be great, and there's more and more stats coming out through Office 365. How often somebody uses that search bar, mm-hmm. for example. Mm-hmm. you know, And if it's something big change, hey, you know, the lunch and learns or the, the 30-minute training sessions, 10 of them over the next three weeks or something, Dial into a, a online call and go through the steps. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Sounds good. Because I can still remember a few years ago when um, To Do was just coming out. We were both working on a on a big project, and uh, we just kind of let let it just go with a, a number of a number of users. We just said, okay, here's what. Uh, you get a new application as a test. It's called To Do. It's a personal task application. Just run with it and see where it goes. Yeah, we just slide it in there with yeah. everything else. Yeah, we got app, almost no questions or calls or nope. whatever's about it. But that's that particular organization. I think yeah, that's that, true. that was sort yeah. of different. Okay, so there's another question for you. Do you stop the training after the uh, process of adoption? Wow, that's a good question. What about your new starters? Well, the first the first question is how do you provide training? So, do you just do classroom training, or do you create videos, or do you create? We've talked about that before, haven't we? So, whichever yeah. the mock, but the, the mock process, you're going to need to do all of those potentially mm. because you've got a large number of people to get to. But you know, when that last training course, scheduled training course, is finished, two weeks yep. after everything's rolled out, and you've done six of them around the world, and it's all good to go. Does your training stop or does it actually go on because of the fact you're now in the cloud? I don't know the answer to the question necessarily and it's probably per customer, but 
What's your recommendation? Well, my recommendation would be to actually what I, what I've been doing now for the last few weeks is uh, for a huge company. Um, I've been providing. Uh, I've been doing some kind of. Um, well, they call it the fast train because they're they're moving to Office 365, and for one day a week, uh, I'm there at uh, my own little desk in a room where people can just walk in and ask all kinds of questions about Office 365. Oh, so that's I think right. the genius room. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, like the the smart bar. Or how so, do you? So how, just whatever you want question then. So yeah. you got you got a door a doorway and there's a sign above the door that yeah. says SharePoint Genius, and then they walk in and they see you sitting there. Does anybody <laughs> ever get disappointed? <laughs> <laughs> no, they only get disappointed after they ask a question and I try to answer that. Like, yeah, I, I can imagine if I was sitting there, they look at me and go. What's the fat bastard like you <laughs> sitting there in a genius bar? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. People are very, very, very friendly there. Uh, but, but I think that is actually uh, one of the best routes that you can do, uh, especially if you're talking about a really large organization. Just get one of your um, SharePoint people, one of your Office 365 people to sit in a room um, every Wednesday, for example. And just do their work from that room. Could be one guy, could be two people, whatever. Doesn't matter. Just let them do their work. And just let people walk in whenever they want to. If they have a question, if they've got a problem, if they don't know how to solve something. If they just want to ask for some kind of second opinion. Okay, how, how do I do this or that? I think that is a really a really valid way of, uh, of doing it. I think it's a great idea. I think I'm going to put it on my suggestions list. Yeah, I think it is a good idea because, as yeah. you say, you can do your normal work. You can be there yeah, for anybody and yeah. everybody, yeah. and it doesn't matter if yeah. two or three people turn up at the same time; they're all there to learn. Yeah. So you've it's been doing just this like for- like going to a doctor's office. You just go there. Uh, okay, maybe not. But- <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Okay. I had so many visions of it. You know, just <laughs> drop it here. Let's have a look at it. You know. <laughs> yeah, um, it would get me into trouble being on the genius bar at a doctor's. Uh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh but uh, but, uh, but okay. you're right it yes. is a kind of walk-in service is what you're yeah. trying to say yeah that's a good idea it's a good idea all right brilliant i've got a, a completely different subject then so this is my question to you okay. so you started off by talking about bring it on stuff here we go so what is your mvp for the sharepoint service on office 365 so organization forget that they've got on, on-premise stuff already. So let's assume brand new organization. Maybe I'll give you a number, 500 people. So what is your minimal value proposition for your SharePoint site that you're going to roll out to an organization that has never, signed, never seen SharePoint before? So do you do groups? Do you do sites? Do you do navigation structure? Do you do all those kinds of really cool things that we can do? Do you just do MS Teams? Do you, what are you actually, so, what's the minimum that you would roll out to 500 people when they go to Office 365? So is that, is that a governance question or a training question or a structure question or a... Just imagine everything. that I'm a user and I've just asked you the question and you're a consultant. So you, okay. the answer would be the one that gets you so, more money, of course, I guess. Well, I need to be here for no. six weeks to work that one through. But yeah, <laughs> of, course, <laughs> than that, of course. No, no, seriously. Oh, this is going to be so expensive. No. Uh, no, the thing is, okay, if you're a 500-people uh, company, um, so how can we get you into Office 365 or uh, start using 
stuff like SharePoint or, or whatever. So, of course, we talked about the first things that we would roll out is, of course, email is the client applications. Uh, so these are like the easy. It's not easy, but these are the, the basic uh, things. Um, and then what, what else would go there? Well, for their content, the, they'll do OneDrive. But let's assume no, yeah, they've yeah, got yeah, OneDrive. I'm yeah, just trying to work yeah. out. So how, how do, do get, we go yeah. with uh, collaboration. Shared, shared documents and collaboration? Yeah. yeah, let's call it that. So then my, my first question would be, okay, um, wh which of the things would be necessary uh, or would you want to have the hardest or have the biggest issue with? Okay, would that so be I'll, I'll be the project, user, yeah, project digital illiterate user. Here we go. Yeah. So your so question would, is? Would that be, well, the, my, my question would be, okay, what, what where do you want to start first? So I, do I want you somewhere have, that I can store my documents. Yeah, because I've got a customer and they said, okay, we really need to get rid of our file share because... It's standing in the in the in the room of the in the room of the CEO, and he's getting fed up with the noise. So we need to move our. We covered uh, that when we thought about the five yeah, or yeah, ten yeah. reasons, didn't we? But that's 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 a proper reason. But if you say, okay, uh, our projects are not going very well, and people are still emailing documents, and we need a better way to actually do our um, our uh, documents and and our project management, we we need to do something about that. Okay. Then we can do something with that. If you say, okay, we really want to offload our uh, our uh, file server, then we might go with departments first. If you say we need to do better communication, then we can start about talking about an internet, for example. So in uh, two days, I'm actually uh, talking with a holding company. They've got 13 uh, sub-companies. And what they actually want to do is for every of these companies, they want to create an intranet for them. And that's why they went to Office 365 and they want to start building intranets. That's their main reason to go to SharePoint Online. And have they told you what kind of content channels or information channels they want to put on this intranet? Well, we already talked about that just a little bit. In a few days, we'll have a full day of workshop. So then we'll decide everything else. Um, but for example, tomorrow I'm going to uh, a new customer as well uh, to do a small uh, project. And that's actually a company that is uh, some kind of in-between between the governance, uh, between government and actual companies. Um, and what they really want to do is because they have like uh, 500 uh, different companies that are a member of their organization something like a union but not really a union um, and, they, and they want to find a better way to communicate and to work together with all their member organizations so they were thinking about teams to do that so tomorrow I, I I'm going to have a whole day workshop around teams to do that better collaboration and better uh, communication with all their member companies yeah, I had a similar request from a, an accountant organization yeah. trying to work so out. So actually, to, my well, that's okay. Then I won't no, bother no, finishing. No, no, no. So I your, won't your, finish my sentence. You no, carry on. Your your question, your question. Oh, was, you're going to answer it now. Where, yeah? where, yes, <laughs> and my your question was how? Where do we start? And my question is, as a proper consultant, it depends. It depends. Yes. <laughs> okay, I get that. I'll I'll let that in. Do you want to say that again? It depends. Always worth it. Always yes. worth it. 
But the question I asked you was, what would your minimum site be? So typical consultant, we haven't even got to the answer to the question yet. So would you put one or two document libraries in it? Would it be in navigatable? Would it be just uh, ad hoc so they can create a team site whenever they want mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. A, a group yeah. whenever they want? Well, I would. What would your minimum I would, be? If a I would try to go with teams in indeed as a first, and just try to get people. Uh, if preferably, if they don't know anything about SharePoint, for example, if they came from Lotus Notes, I would just let them go to Teams directly. If they already have been working with SharePoint 2013 or whatever, then I might suggest that they go to uh, SharePoint Online instead of Teams all the way. But what about search and any kind of information architecture governance content types? Nope. Five hundred well, we, we organization. Talked, we talked about that a few uh, a few episodes ago. Like, do we want to go with folders? Do we want to go with metadata? And I'm still not convinced that metadata is is the big route to go. I one of my customers, I had it last week where I got a really angry email from the CEO because his secretary wasn't there and he tried to drop some documents in a document library and they were gone because there was some grouping on them on a certain date and he didn't fill in the metadata so he couldn't find the document anymore because that's what his secretary normally does. So he said, this stuff is uh, bollocks and we need to go back to folders because then I can find everything. Oh, wow. So you have to put in the baby level stuff to deal with yes. the babies. Yes. Or you fail to train the right people. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. If he would, But he's the CEO. He doesn't go to meetings. He doesn't go to training sessions. Sounds to me like he shouldn't it, be allowed it has to be. It has to be so easy that even he can work with it. That's true. That's, that's the thing. Our, yeah. our digital illiteracy level. Yes. It should be the lowest common denominator. I know. And it's not the secretaries. No. No. And that's, yeah, it's painful, but okay. No, it's true. And uh, it's usually the person that shouts the loudest that ends up setting it for everybody else. Yeah. But yeah. of course, his library can have folders in it. Everybody else's could be anywhere you want. Yeah, I know. So yeah. you're not sure about metadata because people are dumb? Yeah, that and <laughs> of course <laughs> and no, 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 no. Well, no, I, it is, it is a, it's a learning curve, absolutely. But it's also because like we've got that OneDrive for Business sync client. It doesn't show me any metadata. I've got my Teams documents and they're all folders for the channels, and I can't see my metadata in there. And Microsoft says it's coming, but they've been saying it's coming for over a year now, and it's still not there. And it's just like oh, I, I so haven't seen sorry. any new things that point me towards the metadata route. Well, they did release this week that they are bringing some of that stuff into the toolbar of the Teams document library. So I starting flows so. and knocking all that. So there's a few yeah, of those things. Yeah, but they've that's been here. saying that no, no, for over no, a year no, it now. Was a release. It was a release. Okay. It was okay, a proper okay. release email. Okay. Not just a piece of newspaper crap. It yeah. was actually a release mm-hmm, email. Mm-hmm. You don't look very confident. Uh, no, I'm no, <laughs> I'm not. It's a good but job you're not going to Las Vegas. You'd just be all disappointed. <laughs> I will rain on everyone's parade. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, if I, I really hope that it's coming out because that will be such a 
big game changer for a lot of things. I think it's interesting. I, I said 500 people, and quite honestly, 500 people are it's a very small organization. It's mm -hmm. not a large organization. No, it's true. Yeah. So you wouldn't exactly think about doing content types and information architecture and all that kind of stuff. But then again, I also wouldn't put everything in folders, but I wouldn't go down that line. So well, if you're starting understand. to use MS Teams, then it is all in folders. So mm, yeah, that's true, isn't it? Yeah, that's and the true. problem with the whole way how Teams works with that one library for your team with all the channels in there. Why are we bothering? I, Why no, are we bothering? No, 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 I, I you don't can't, know. You can't put one extra metadata field in there for one channel because it's just there on all channels. I agree. I think if you're using yeah. Teams, you're not really looking at... Uh, well, maybe that's where these labels are going to come in. You can also set defaults in there too, though. True. I don't know. Yeah. It, it's an interesting thought process, isn't it? But saying, it let's yeah. just do with MS Teams. The other announcement this week is that MS Teams is now going to become part of Office Pro Tools 365. So when That's you, a good one. When yeah. you install Office, you're going to get Teams, whether you like it or not. Yeah, I think that's a good one. So, but... Of course, we also have like this one people, one person organizations. But if they work with other people that also use MS Teams, then they just have that uh, nice, uh, still slow, but pretty nice uh, way of logging into uh, their guest accounts, for example. Yeah, so yeah it still works pretty access. good. Yeah. Yeah, I think the whole thing's interesting. I'd, the other thing that's going through my mind at the moment is at what point do you have to kind of say to the organization, you know, if we carry on using Teams and Teams only, there's kind of a point where, I don't, I don't know what it is. If you have 500 people, you get away with it. If you have 700 people, it's just going to start to become chaos. You know, because, hey, yeah. you, you're creating 25 new teams a, a week and people... Yeah don't know where their crap is and, and all that kind of stuff. And at that point, you got to go, all right, we're going to put formal team sites in based upon your organizational structure and that where your team content will be stored and then Teams, yep. Office 365 groups, the governance is that this is for kind of cross-departmental sharing or True. projects yep. or meetings. Yep. But to, to be honest, if you get over a 1,000 people in an organization, uh, it will always be chaos. And you just need to set your boundaries and your governance just to control that chaos or to steer the chaos. But it will always be chaos. The interesting thing is, with 500 people, it's easy to do the training and the messaging and getting course, in touch with yeah. everybody. Yeah. Because you can, you can just micromanage everything. Yeah, you could do. To that extent, that's true. Yeah, yeah now answers as always. It all depends. Is the yep. answer. <laughs> But actually, to be fair, just for those that are listening and you're thinking, oh, bloody hell, have I sat there and listened to 33 minutes and they're not giving me anything useful? Well, we are in a minute. We're going to give you an awesome whiskey that we're going to put on your list to taste. But I think the key out of all of this, just to try and bring this together before we do drink this whiskey, is about understanding the requirement. And I'm, I'm, yeah. and you know me, I'm not suggesting this is spend six weeks assessing what you need. I don't agree with that kind of stuff at all. That's why I said MVP. What is the minimum that you put in? And the minimum is what the, the company will obviously confirm and agree with. Could well Absolutely, be a set yeah. of team sites. Yeah. It could well be some kind of structure. Could well be just a set of libraries for the corporate data and, but whatever the requirement is, then there's a conversation to be had. Yeah. On top of the content types, we've also all the other applications. And as you say, we go with, look, we're going to just roll it out there and away you go. 
this stuff is becoming more and more connected. I've got a question for you, and I don't know the answer, actually. I was I was in a training course today, and I was using my OneNote on my phone quite mm-hmm. happily. Mm-hmm. And last uh, podcast, we were talking about uh, to-do mm-hmm. and the integration of tasks and planner mm-hmm. tasks, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of which planner is now going to be integrated into to-do. It so already is. It already is. Have I missed I it? I already to... have that, and it's brilliant. It's gorgeous. I love it. I haven't done that. I'll, yeah. I'll play with that at some stage later. But I was putting a task in my OneNote. I was mm-hmm. just enabled the taskbar, and I'm thinking, now this used to be synchronized to the tasks in Outlook. I wonder whether this is going to get synchronized to tasks in To Do. Not yet. There is a really nice blog post uh, by some guy that I totally forgot the name, and it's all about how the new OneNote. So OneNote is now no longer part Correct, of yeah. your Office clients. Part of it is Windows part 10. of Windows, and he has a really brilliant blog post about how everything is going downwards now because in the uh, office 2016 uh, version, version yeah. one let's say uh, there was a way to still do that to yeah, create the tasks, these, uh, tasks in, in outlook, in outlook. Uh, with the desktop version, it's not possible. Anymore. Uh, well, it will do one day then. My guess is if Microsoft Probably. follow their usual yeah. route. Yeah. So if it isn't on there already, go find it on user voice. And say, I want to be able to, from a task that I create in uh, mm-hmm. OneNote, I want yeah. it to be able to appear in my yeah. to-do app yeah. or wherever it goes. On and the I will put the link to that uh, blog post in that the show cool. notes as well. All right. Enormously chewable. Yes. Enormously chewable is what our tasting notes say the finish is on the whiskey we're about to taste today. All right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That was, that was pretty funny. The whiskey yeah. is called Scotch. No, Some, no, no. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. The whiskey that we're going to taste is a Talisker, and it's the Talisker. You pronounce it Portree. Portree. But you actually, it's it's two words. It's Port, like the, the harbor, and it is uh, Reuchy or something like that, or Reuch. Well, I guess um, it's called Tree. Portree. Yeah. You, you pronounce it as Portree. And that is apparently uh, because Talisker is a sky uh, whiskey. I love sky. It is, yeah. Um, and uh, that uh, is supposedly the biggest uh, city or town or village or neighborhood uh, on that whole island. Um, it's not one of the islands that I'm going to visit in a few weeks. Oh, no. But, yeah, we had to make some tough tough decisions. Tough choices. But Talisker so, so is always... When you go to these islands, are you like you're being transferred from one to another in a rowing boat or something, you know? No, we're going to take a proper ferry. <laughs> I just wanted to... <laughs> no, no, just no, these no. little islands no. and get rowed there no, a bit, no. uh, one to another. All right. So, uh, you know, but uh, I already took a small um, uh, whiff. Uh, to whiff. smell, to smell <laughs> I had a whiff how of whiskey. <laughs> to smell how it uh, was, and it is, uh, it already smells uh, very um, chewable. Definitely. Enormously yes. chewable. Enormously chewable. Yeah. Um, do we want to talk about where we got that whiskey as well? No. Okay. No, not at all. We stole it. The buggers didn't want to sponsor us. Absolutely. So let's not, so I'm not talk about that. No. But uh, we. Um, uh, I guess we should go talk about the process, maybe. But uh, we yep. we obviously enjoy our whiskey, um, but uh, we only taste a really little bit on the night because there's driving to be done and mm-hmm. it's a school day. Yep. It's a school day. Uh, so uh, there's a, a number of um, uh, products where they send samples and that kind of stuff and you, you buy Services. a few samples. So we're well stocked up on choices. Yeah, We're well stocked up on choices. So um, let's just take a... 
uh, a few words on this whiskey that we're about to taste. It is, again, an Eilly whiskey, and it's very close to no, the... it's a Sky whiskey. Sky whiskey, apologize. Isle of Sky. Isle of Sky. Southern Isle. Well, it's an island. All right, yeah, Isle of yeah. Sky. But it's got a similar color, that kind of reddishness yes. that we had in the last it's in dark. the yeah. Brunnerheim. Yeah. And the Binnevin thing. Yeah, Binnevin. That's me. And this one's finished in a port cask. Mm-hmm. So, so it's not a sherry cask. Not a so sherry you're cask. you're going to be happy. I hope so. Yeah. I'll tell you in a second. But we, we did have a whiff of it earlier. <laughs> and uh, let's just find out. Uh, so the the color is definitely golden amber. That's what it's described as. And, yeah. and that is mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, the nose. Yeah. Let's see. What do we have? I got a hint of lemon in there, just on the back. Lemon, just on the back. Okay, okay, okay. But it, yeah, it is sweet, mm. very sweet. It smells very sweet. It's, uh, I think it's. Yeah. I was going to say it's a winter whiskey, but I haven't tasted it yet. But uh, we'll go. Why are you licking your hands? Because as I as I swung it around in my glass, it spilled down my <laughs> finger, and I didn't want to lose a drop. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Hmm. So what does that say? So do we get smokiness? Do we get the... Oh, oh boy, do we get smokiness. His eyes lit up like fire. And he's now oh. speechless because the aftertaste is extremely chewable. chewable. <laughs> but it's awesome. You know what it reminds me of? Tell it me. It reminds me of that Lafrague cask that we tasted in oh. Barcelona. On the, on the back tape. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. It does. Um, when you drink it, yeah. just as you taste it, you get a real smokiness just in the last second as you as the nose as you yeah because you if you smell it you smell a lot of when you get your nose in the glass mm. <sighs> another one that we have to say that we like we've got to find one that we don't like somewhere along the way oh boy i know i might going to be pretty i i know one that i don't like and what's one you don't like and it's one that you actually like which is is the indian amaret Oh, really? Yeah. Ah. I was not so happy about that one. Nope. But let's let me let let's keep go with on. this you one t- because I I need to taste this. Uh, so yeah. just as Maria's tasting it, as I'm swirling this around the glass, it's obviously got a lot of uh, fat and oil in it. It's it's got a nice body to it. It's not exactly a winter whiskey, but it's not a summer drink either. So it's got a depth in it. You got that enormously chewable. Wow. <laughs> Oh, whoa, wow. <laughs> it's a bit like those those whoa. frisbees you used to eat as kids. Well, I used to eat as kids. You know, you're chewing away, and all of a sudden, the the white stuff, the sugary stuff bursts. Yes. And your mouth goes... <gasps> yes. And that's the same yes. effect. Not the same taste, but the same effect. <laughs> no. You know, it's wow, a manly it's... taste, isn't it? You know, we've had a lot of whiskies with a fruity aftertaste. True, yeah. Um, but this has kind of got that Scottish island... Sort of just been out, just back from yeah. the sea, and I've caught me fish, and let's yeah. have a dram. I to... don't have any underwear underneath my kilt, but I'm still riding on a horse. <laughs> yeah. Something like kind that. Kind of whiskey. Yes, yes. Oh wow, that is that's a brilliant one. Yeah, it's it it's like you said, it's not really a winter whiskey. Um, it's it's an all year round. Could be like a daily whiskey oh, even. It has a, got a long finish. Terrible. Terribly, yeah. But also, like as as they say, it's 
chewable. It's not like it's lingering or like the, the bonobin that we had last time that was changing the flavor yes. on the aftertaste. This is just like one big tsunami of uh, of smokiness that is just hitting the, the whole aftertaste. Tsunami, I think, is a bit of a, a big word for the smokiness. It is smoky. It's, it is nice. But it's not as it's not as smoky as some of the big ones that we've had. The Tormor, for example. No, it's true, very nice. True, but the, yeah. but no, this is good. Yeah. So there you go. Talisker is one of my go-to whiskies if I'm in a bar. This is appearing yeah. Yeah. quite well. Not this particular brand. The yeah. Talisker Sky uh, is a little lighter, a mm. uh, little lemony, more lemony. But this is really quite nice. But I'm a little it's, disappointed. It's funny, it's funny that you mentioned the, the other one because this is the, like, I have to say, I just read it on the on the website somewhere. Because you that know that I would tell the, everybody if you started trying to make it sound like you know it by heart. I know. That's why I just came out of the closet immediately. <laughs> um, but this is actually, it, it doesn't have an H number on it. And it is actually a... Um, uh, a whiskey uh, that is the second Talisker whiskey that doesn't have an H label on it. No. So they just gave it a name, and uh, yeah. Yeah. No, but this exactly is right. this is definitely good, and I can definitely see myself drinking a lot more of that. No, uh, I think in I the agree. near future. What's quite interesting is that as I I look at some of the tasting notes on here, they you get the impression it's supposed to be a lot sweeter. So they talk about off orange and Jaffa cake and. You know, dams and jam, which nobody else on this podcast will know except me. You know, it's a I very love Jaffa old. cakes. Yeah, but do you know oh, what dams and jam these. is? No. I mean, it's the kind of thing that my old auntie used to make, you know, every dams and jam. I can't even remember. Mother, I need to know what dams and jam is. I'll check up on it and we'll put it in yeah. the tasting notes. Yeah. But I, I don't get the, I don't get nice. the, the uh, what was that? Milk chocolate or something? White chocolate. White said. chocolate? Yeah. I, I don't really get to white I don't chocolate. even get the berries. This is just the a raisins, good, no. wholesome Scottish whiskey. Absolutely. With smoke. Yes. And it could be drank on a barbecue. It could be drank on a porch. It could be drank when you're, um, as a as a finisher of a nice dinner. It could be when you're, whatever. Yeah. This could be drank everywhere. And it I is think it's proper. Good. Yeah. So there you go. So it's Talisker Port Ruger. Uh, it's spelt R U I G H E. Ignore Moraine. I mean, I'm reading it now from the bottle. It is a single malt. It is. And yeah. uh, it's a Talisker. Uh, I have a memory of a friend of mine on one of my, in the UK. I run a small training business. Bob's a real Scotsman from Glasgow. Glasgow. Nice. And uh, he came here for the weekend and we, we went to the Coots House around the corner. Mm-hmm. And um, we we ran up a rather large drinks bill because they had a <laughs> and we nearly emptied a bottle of Talisker, and nice. I was just drinking the Talisker. Being a Scotsman, he was having a beer and then a Talisker as a chaser. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. when when we came back here to stay overnight, he uh, he had the kind of put me up bed. He never quite made it. He got as far as the sofa and he was still laying <laughs> on it in there in the morning when I when I got up. So Bob, I'm drinking a Talisker, mate. It's beautiful. And oh. I'm sure you're never going to hear this, but you must come back and, and let's try another one. But this is superb. Nice. Yeah. So far for drinking responsibly. and But you you only had We to weren't walk, driving. So we okay. only had to walk yeah, 150 true. meters. Yeah. And um, <laughs> Singing on the street. Probably, I remember, no I remember Silver saying, what's this 170 euros on your card? <laughs> well. Whoops, whoops, whoops. Yeah, it was, oh. uh, it was cool. <clears throat> it was cool. All right. I think they're done. Yeah. I good. think we're done. 
So, uh, we've talked about some interesting subjects. The baseline, the kind of stuff we would do in terms of straight SharePoint and, and mm-hmm. teams mm-hmm. for different size organizations. Yeah. Uh, we, we talked, talked about, about the, um, uh, how much do you want to keep your end users involved with all the changes that are coming? How do you want to train them or keep them notified? And I think we both agree that after you've done the mock and the adoption, the training has to continue in some form or another. Keep yeah. them updated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, because things do change. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then we basically drank an enormously chewable whiskey. <laughs> yes. I, I just like that. I think yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. So I think I'm going to say uh, bye from Steve. And as usual, I'm going to let Moraine say the last goodbye. Sai mm-hmm. uh, Steve on Twitter if you have any comments. I guess we should say thank you to all the comments we have got from we people. We got a few comments. Really yeah. appreciate thank them. Thank you so much. Yeah. So this is episode 13. It's on the way out. So from Steve Dolby, it's a good night and thank you for listening. And from Moraine, same thing. So uh, fo- you can follow us. Sai Steve at, on Twitter and uh, Maren Somers on Twitter as well. Um, thank you. Just let us know what you like, what you don't like. If you have any whiskey suggestions, if you have any topic suggestions, uh, just let us know. And um, yeah, if we were dead wrong about something, just let us know as well. Wrong? We're never wrong. No, because we always disagree. <laughs> we always disagree, and we always check our facts before we start talking on this microphone. Yeah, listen, uh, there's two guys in a bar. We're drinking yes. a great whiskey, yes. and uh, we're going to take the rough with the smooth. True. Say goodbye. All right. Cheers, guys. Bye. <laughs>